This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Elliot Sherbarks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Tour Parks. Today is Monday, May 1st, and this is the Best Football Show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button for auto downloads and make sure you leave a five-star review as it does really help the show grow. All right, the NFL Draft is in the books. We're going to have a lot of content this week talking about the drafts, the good picks, the bad picks, the mistakes, the reaches, the grades, all that good stuff that comes every year with the NFL Draft. But let's start off and we'll look at each you know, division one by one, right? Like what teams were good, what were bad, give each of them a grade, a recap of what the teams did. But also, did this draft change anything, right? I mean, as much as free agency is really where you get instant impact guys, there's no question that a draft can be the difference in a tight division. If a team gets a third round pick that ends up being a contributor way sooner than expected, or their first round pick is the stud player they think, if some of these divisions are, you know, a game, two games uh, in terms of what decides them, then yeah, the draft could be the difference. So let's look at what is probably the best division in the NFC, one of the best divisions in the NFL, the NFC East. And we'll start with the Dallas Cowboys. I like what they did in some ways, but I think where I really can't get completely down with their draft is a first round pick of Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. So I'm here in Philadelphia. I cover the Eagles. And when you look at what the Eagles did last year, drafting Jordan Davis in the first round out of Georgia, Jordan Davis came into the came into the draft as a great athlete, like one of the all-time combines for his size, but he was a run-stopping defensive tackle. And they took him at the 13th overall pick. I know Mozzie Smith was not the 13th overall pick. But when you look at him in his game, he is a run-stopping defensive tackle. He doesn't come to the NFL with much of a pass rush repertoire. He is not known for getting after the quarterback. He is viewed as a run-stopper in the middle of the line. And that can be advantageous for sure. When you, obviously, in the NFL, you need to be able to stop the run. You need to have a strong center of the line. But ultimately, if you're using a first-round pick on a defensive lineman, he has to have pass rushing moves. He has to have a a projection of being able to get after the quarterback. Maybe Smith will do that one day, right? But ultimately, when I look at their pick right here and what they did, I can't get down with a run-stopping defensive tackle with the first pick. It's just not enough value. There were options later in the draft for guys that can do similar things to him in terms of stopping the run. So 
I thought that was a mistake there. I actually think Nolan Smith, the player the Eagles taken, the Eagle player the Eagles selected, would have been a better pick. I think that you know you go for pass rushers in the first round. You prioritize pass rushers. That's what de- that's what defensive linemen who go in the first round should be able to do. You know, you read some of the graph trades, and the hope is that in the middle of the line he'll be able to get double teams to help Micah Parsons on the outside. I'm telling you, this is exactly what they said about Jordan Davis. He ended up not taking any double teams. He ended up being fine against the run, but he ultimately didn't end up making an impact prior to his injury that essentially in some ways ended his season. So if I'm the Cowboys, if I'm I'm their fans, I, I think that Smith can end up being a solid player, but you don't take solid players in the first round. You take guys with big upside, guys that impact the passer, and I just don't see that from Smith. Their second round pick, Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan again. I do like this pick more. They needed a tight end after losing Dalton Schultz. Last year, uh, Schoonmaker is a really good tight end uh, from a receiving perspective. Runs good routes, has good hands. You can see after the catch, he's able to to make some plays once he has the ball. And we all know what a big part of the of the offense the tight ends are in Dallas, especially with Dak Prescott at quarterback. He loves to to target those tight ends, especially in the red zone. Third downs, key downs, he loves to really go to his tight end. So they needed to add somebody. Now, you could argue they should have gone with the Notre Dame tight end in the first round over Schoonmaker in the second. But ultimately, I still think they got a pretty good pass-catching tight end. Not a great blocker, but honestly, who cares in today's tight ends? The other concern I would have with him, though, is he's already 25 years old. And you know, I think the benefit of that is he'll be able to come in pretty much right away and, and be further along than if you took someone that was 20 or 21 or needed some developing. So there's that positive for a Dallas team that's expected to to compete and to try to not only win the division, but make a run, uh, you know, in the postseason right away. But 25 years old, pretty old for a draft prospect. So Outside of that, um, I, I like the defensive end they took out of San Jose State. Really impressive, 23 sacks in three seasons. I thought that was good value where they got him. Deuce Vaughn, of course, out of Kansas State. Really cool story. Undersized running back, but when you watch the film, I think with this da- in this Dallas offense, he could end up being an impact player. And, of course, the cool part of the story is that his dad is a scout for the Cowboys. So outside of that, didn't love the first-round pick. Like the tight end, potential steals and edge rusher. Uh, later on but you also have to consider they did take they did trade for Brandon Brooks they did trade for Stefan Gilmore so with the draft capital that they had uh, not over the weekend but overall with the draft picks they had heading into the draft season they added uh, you know they added Brandon Cook sorry not Brandon Brooks obviously they added Brandon Cooks they added Stefan Gilmore so I like what they did overall I'm just I'm not a fan of the first round pick I'm gonna give them a B all right, the New York Giants, a lot of praise they're getting for their draft class. And I think, you know, understandably so. I think they really nailed the first three, first three picks of this draft. And really, that's where drafts are decided. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. There's late round picks. There's guys you can find later on. But the, the the, the draft picks that matter, the ones that are used, the first pick, the second round pick, third round, those are where you need to find starters. And I think the Cowboys, I'm sorry, the Giants might have found three starters with their first three picks. 
First pick, Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. I really liked him. I liked him better than some of the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Gonzalez. Um, yeah, I like Witherspoon, but ultimately, I think Deontay Banks is a really good pick for them later on. What I like about him is he's a great athlete, good size for the position. He probably needs a little more development than some of the other cornerbacks. But I think with that defensive coaching staff we saw last year, they certainly were able to get a lot out of the defensive talent that they had. Adore Jackson missed seven games last year. I think Deontay Banks could come in and start right away for this Giants team. And they need help in the secondary, let's be honest. When you look at this NFC East and some of the receivers they have to go up against every week, the Eagles, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, the Cowboys, C.D. Lamb, uh, and now Brandon Cooks, Washington, Terry McLaurin, uh, Jahad Dotson, right? There are, a lot, there are a lot of impact receivers in the NFC East, and you have to have two great corners, and the Giants didn't have that. So Deontay Banks might take a little time to develop, but I think that was a good pick, good reasoning, good logic with where they made it. The second round, John Michael Smith, the center out of Minnesota. I like this pick a lot. Uh, the Giants' offensive line was an issue for them last year, especially in the middle. We just talked about all the talented receivers there are in the NFC East. There's a lot of talented defensive tackles too. Washington, great defensive tackles. The Eagles went out and drafted Jalen Carter this week. Uh, the Cowboys, not as great on the interior, but they do like to slide uh, Demarcus Lawrence in there. So you have to have a strong uh, middle of the line. And I think Michael Smith out, out of Minnesota should be able to start pretty much right away. And I think he fixes a problem for them. Now, Again, he's a rookie, so you know you don't want to put all the pressure on him immediately to get in there and be an impact player. But I do think that the logic behind this pick is good, the need is there, and it shows the right organizational strategy of making sure that you 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 know get these lines right before you're really be able to go anywhere as a team. That offensive line needs to get better, and I think taking a center, someone that can be the heart of your defense, again, gonna have to develop like all rookies, but viewed as more of a play now prospect. I thought that was a really good pick. One of my favorite picks out of all the teams in the NFC East, Jalen Hyatt, the receiver out of Tennessee. I'm not a big Daniel Jones fan. So, you know, we'll see if he's able to put up numbers uh, with Daniel Jones at quarterback. What I really like about Jalen Hyatt is he can make big plays down the field. You saw at Tennessee time and time again, they put him in the slot. He went down the field. He made big plays. He's excellent speed, excellent adjusting to the ball in the air. And what I like most about him is, and I think this is such an important thing when looking at prospects in the draft, he made big plays against big teams and big time moments. You look at what he did against Alabama last year. I like that in a player. I like when when the, the lights are the brightest, when the opponent is the hardest, he has his biggest games. Look at what Justin Jefferson did in those playoffs before being drafted by the Vikings in the college playoffs, of course. So I like Jalen Hyatt. I, it's an obvious need for them. We went through all the great receivers in this division. Didn't name a single giant. I mean, Jalen Hyatt, it, I don't think has the potential of a Devontae Smith or a CeeDee Lamb, but in the third round, yeah, I think he's a really good pick on where they got him. So Hyatt is probably my favorite pick that they made, certainly. One of my favorite picks in the division. Outside of that, Eric Gray out of Oklahoma, solid pick. Uh, Jordan Riley, the defensive tackle out of Oregon, somewhat intriguing later on. But I think what I really like about this Giants draft class is the first three players have clear roles to play, clear roles and a clear path to starting. And so for that, I'm going to give them an A-. minus. I really think they had one of the better drafts in the NFL and definitely one of the better drafts in the division. All right, the Washington Commanders, speaking of needing secondary help, speaking of making sure you you have, have those secondary players to match up with the really good receivers and really good offensive weapons in the NFC East, they prioritize it with their first two picks. 
And I really admire and respect their decision to go with Emmanuel Forbes, the cornerback out of Mississippi State, to take him where they did. I I like that. You have belief in a guy. Your board says that he is better than some of the the you know big mock draft boards we saw heading in. Christian Gonzalez still on the board. Joey Porter Jr. still on the board. And I like the decision to go with Emmanuel Forbes. I think he is very underrated in this class. You look at the the plays he made, 13 interceptions over the last three seasons. He has experience in zone. He played a lot of man coverage. He is undersized for sure. But receivers are also becoming more and more undersized too. You look at Devontae Smith. Tyreek Hill obviously leads speed, but he's not a massive receiver. Some of the best receivers in the league, Justin Jefferson, good size, not a DK Metcalf type of player. So I think Emmanuel Forbes, CeeDee Lamb, also not a a, a big player, also a little bit on the skinnier side. So I think Emmanuel Forbes' size is not going to be the issue everyone thinks it is. Yes, he is very undersized, but he's, he's always played at that weight, and he showed at Mississippi State he can play at a high level at that weight. And the 13 interceptions over three seasons, that's not a fluke. That shows your watching tape. That shows your jumping routes. That shows you make plays on the ball when they come your way. So I really like the pick of Emmanuel Forbes, their first round pick. Uh, I respect sticking to your board and not kind of conforming to what you think everyone else in the NFL would do and everyone thinks you should do. The second round pick, once again, they went with the secondary, Jartavius Martin out of Illinois. What I like about him is he has some dual dual play abilities, right? He's a guy that played slot in college. He's projected to be more of a safety. And with overall, when you combine him with Emmanuel Forbes, it's clear Washington knew they had to address the secondary with all the weapons in the NFCs, with all really the, you know, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, whatever you want to make of Daniel Jones, at least two high quality quarterbacks in the division. So you don't always want to draft for need. And I think Martin... Probably not a reach where they took him. He is he was viewed as one of the top safeties in the draft. But ultimately, they went in and said, we need to address our secondary. And I like that they did that. So I like the Emmanuel Forbes pick. I like the, the logic behind the Martin pick. And then Ricky Stormberg, ah, Ricky Stormberg, the center out of Arkansas. They really need a center. Um, I like taking a shot at one in the third round. There are a lot of centers coming off the board when they did it. You, you risk not getting one if, if you don't take one where they did. So overall, I would give their their uh, grade their grade a C plus, B minus. Really like the Emmanuel Forbes pick, but outside of that, I wasn't a fan of really any of their later round picks. All right, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're viewed as having one of the best drafts, if not the best draft in the NFL. They get Jalen Carter at number nine. Nolan Smith falls all the way to them at, at number 30. They get Keeley Ringo in, in the, it was the third round. They trade back up into, I'm sorry, the fourth round, back up into the draft to go and get him. They take uh, an offensive tackle in, in out, of, out of Alabama that I think should be able to come in and be a start and if not start should be able to come in and compete for a starting job right away or be a solid backup so what I like about the Eagles picks is none of them felt like a reach you could argue Sidney Brown out of Illinois maybe a reach in the second round but Jalen Carter if not for off the field concerns is probably a top three pick Nolan Smith no one thought he would fall the way all the way to 30 they get him where they got him Keely Ringo fourth round they trade up to get him much like Emmanuel Forbes I like that they went up to get a guy that they believe in so the Eagles and then also they trade for DeAndre Swift much like the Cowboys trading for Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore you have to add that as part of the draft class so I give the Eagles draft an A again Jalen Carter Nolan Smith Keely Ringo yes all Georgia guys and we'll see how that plays out but I think they all made sense where they took them adding DeAndre Swift is a really good addition to this offense they needed a running back 
So I'd give them an A overall, which would give them the best draft of all the teams in the division. So I would go Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Washington for how I think they did this past weekend in the NFL draft. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. And I'll talk to you guys next time.